Our regrets are stories we tell ourselves. When you constantly worry about your past, you're supporting that belief in your present. We were curious about what would happen if we tried to release those worries and rewrite our stories. So we decided to do an experiment. What happens if we dedicate time to relieving our regrets? This is a show where we take a moment to reveal the messy bits about ourselves without judgment. It's a show where we can reflect, learn, grow, and maybe even laugh about our actions, attitudes, and behaviors. It's a place where we can speak about our past and learn from it. Join us on the journey. Hi, everyone. This is Shadow. Hi, this is Victoria. And this is the Let's Relieve Regret podcast. Welcome. <laughs> Victoria, how are you today? Uh, pretty good. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm chilling today. Chilling, chilling. I'm feeling the winter, like the darkness creeping in, in October. Mm. So I'm just, um, treating myself well as the darkness starts to come upon us as the days get shorter but I'm doing all right today yeah that's that's always a tough part for me too like even right now we're like we're not at the four o'clock darkness yet but we're at like the six o'clock darkness and I'm like ew like I can't make dinner now what like it's nighttime <laughs> I know right like our, yeah. our eating habits changed yeah I'm yeah I'm the same I'm like dreading it so like a seven out of ten today Okay, that's not bad. What about you? How are you? Out of 10? I'm probably about an eight. I had like a productive like week and I'm just feeling like today is also gonna be pretty productive. All right. Good. Yeah. We're kind of on the same wavelength. We're on the same vibe nice. today. Nice. Uh do you have a specific cause for applause that you want to call out? Yeah, I do. I'm gonna I'm gonna tout myself for a sec here. I'm I'm planning for my business. I'm recreating one of my big courses and I'm really, really enjoying creating it. And I really feel like the information that I have in the course this time is really amazing. And I've added on to information I already had. So I'm recreating my big course, reprogramming burnout, which also now has a letting go component in it. Ooh. I'm going to be releasing in January. So I'm super pumped about all the creative work that I'm doing right now and the work that I'm doing in my in my, uh, in my business. That's great. Yeah. What about you? Do you have a cause for applause? Yeah. Mine's kind of the opposite way. Uh, but I'm a big shoppers optimum points person. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shoppers optimum points. Um, and yesterday was like a 20 X the points. And usually that's like a weekend thing, but it was only one day. And it was pretty late last night when I was like, oh, I better go get my shopper's stuff like while it's still the 20X. Man, I didn't know. Next time, send me a text. Oh, I will. I will. Yeah, (laughs) I I have the app. The app tells me it sends me push notifications. And I had uh, I was really out of almost everything. So I got like household goods and goods for myself. And I mean, I needed that stuff anyway. It wasn't anything that I bought like for fun (laughs) and to get points uh, on those items means I I can spend them on fun uh, around the holidays or any other time, really. 
It's totally what I do. I save up my points for the holidays so I can buy fun things. Yeah. Not an ad, but shoppers call us. Uh, if you're, if, yeah, totally not an ad. <laughs> do you have uh, extra so 20? I was kind of like sponsoring so my own company around, too. Like, I'm like, out, my company, yeah, my company, everybody, my recreo, not an ad, but it is an ad. Um, and for those of you, if anybody's listening, not in Canada, uh, um, yes, shoppers drug mart is uh, a pharmacy, but also has all sorts of fun things, makeup, candy, all these kinds of things. And they have this mm-hmm. amazing points card and you collect points every time you go and it always adds up and you can get amazing things. So for those of you that aren't in Canada, that's what it is. For those of you that are in Canada, you know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I get all these like warnings from certain friends who are like, oh, they're data mining you. And I'm like, good. I need deals on the stuff I get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good. Send me the push notifications for the things that I need. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So other than regretting uh, spending a little bit of money at uh, Shoppers Drug Mart that maybe we didn't need to spend, do you have something you would like to regret or release today? Yeah, I think it's my turn to go first. So I'm going to go first. So all right. That'd be awesome. All right. So today I want to talk about eyebrows. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. I have an experience. This is an experience that I want to let go of in order to move forward. Here it is. So when I was in grade 13 and I just have to explain that in Ontario, when I was growing up, grade 13 wasn't repeating grade 12. Our uh, high school actually went to grade 13. It was called OAC. I'm showing my age here. So I wasn't repeating grade 12. I was in my fifth year of high school, which was everybody was in their fifth year. So we were all 19 in our fifth year of high school. I also want to put out which is drinking age. We all turned 19 in our last year of high school. Uh, so I was a student trustee for my school board, which was a big deal because uh, what happened was there was elections and the trustee actually sat on the school board for the entire school board. And there was a student rep and I went to the trustee meetings and they created all the policies and everything. And we also, you know, had a line to the premier of Ontario. Um, So I was a student trustee for my school board, which was a pretty big deal. So I was seen as this really responsible, really, you know, overachieving grade 13 student. But I was also a super big partier because I grew up in a small town and that's what you did, guys. I started drinking at like 14. Okay. Um, you went to house parties and that's what we did. There was nothing else to do. So I was, I was a pretty big partier. Um, so I was able to balance both very well. I got good grades as student trustee, but I also, I partied, right? Because what else do you do when you're 19 years old? So here's my regret though. So the last conference of all the trustees in the province, not just the student trustees, but the actual adult trustees, the decision makers, the actual politicians, and all the student trustees went and there's this big conference and we were all 19. So we're at this conference and some of us are doing presentations and it's like a four-day conference and we're, we're talking about how we're going to you know pass the torch to the next generation of student trustees and we all decided to go out partying one night at a bar and we got totally blasted. Um, and I, I was, I'm, I'm five foot one and a half, everybody. And like, I'm lucky with the half. Okay. So I'm a small person. And, um, when you're a small person, people like to pick you up. 
I don't mean like pick you up, like, Hey, like <laughs> what's your phone number? I mean, people are like, Oh, you're so small. I want to pick you up. Right. Like and lift you over my head. And how much do you weigh? And like, especially at that age, like guys, guys are like that. So we're dancing on the dance floor. And one of the guys picked me up over his head and he dropped me on the floor right on my head. And I was so drunk that I didn't have the reflexes to put my hands out first. So I landed right, you know, that point of your eyebrow where the bone is like I landed right on the bone of my eyebrow, basically. And um, I was so I was so drunk that they when I went to the hospital, they couldn't freeze me for stitches because they didn't want to put the <laughs> freezing in. And I still didn't feel it, but they put stitches in. So I got eight stitches over my eyes. And now I don't have half an eyebrow. I have to draw it on. So on the right side, I have the scar and I can't grow hair there anymore. And, you know, when you're, when you're 19, like you, your brain, your brain actually isn't fully developed till 25 in terms of your sense of consequence. Right. So I had to do the rest of the conference with this bandage over my eye. And, and there was a lot of shame in that. Right. So I started telling myself, oh my God, I'm such a stupid girl. Why did I let this guy pick like pick me up over his head. I'm so dumb. I shouldn't have drank that much. So the consequence of holding on to that kind of regret or that shame is, is that I'm not forgiving myself for being a teenager and admitting that it's okay to have experiences that mold us. And this experience was one of them because I learned what my limits were with drinking. And I, I learned, um, and have a scar on my face to show me, right. I learned the consequences, right. Um, but that's part of the human experience. Part of the human experience is, and part of being a teenager is, is pushing the boundaries. And I was pushing the boundaries. Right. But I still look back on that experience. And I think, I think of myself as I am now, like, I think, oh, I, when I see who I was then I'm like, I should have known better but I'm thinking of myself as if I was a 40 year old woman then. Right. So I need to forgive myself and acknowledge that we all have stories from when we were teenagers. We were all a different person when we were teenagers and it's life and it's part of what molds us and that's okay. So I did everything I could in that moment with the tools I had at the time. And that's okay. I was a teenager. My brain was still developing and my sense of consequence wasn't fully developed. I was still pretty effing awesome, had nothing to be ashamed of. And I am still pretty effing awesome. Done. That was so excellent. Thank you for sharing with us. Is this a story you would want feedback from, or do you want to simply share it with us? Give me some feedback. I'll take feedback. A little bit of feedback. Okay. Uh, something that really stuck out for me, which of course is because I have the opposite problem. Uh, I always dream of being picked up. Like, you know, like in the movies when like two people like run towards each other and like the partner, like the male partner picks up the female partner. And it's like this beautiful, like cute moment. I've never had that because <laughs> I'm much larger and that's fine. I'm not like really um, upset about that, but I you really illuminated something for me here where like you didn't have like you didn't give consent to be lifted like yeah you were drinking and whatever else but like how destabilizing is it 
that people just pick you up like without asking first um you immediately just made me feel so much better so thank you (laughs) right I think it's um and for all the tiny people out there um I'm sure you can you're feeling what I'm feeling right like oh you're so Mm. small or people always think I'm like 20 years younger than I am sometimes right my face is starting to get wrinkles now because I'm 40 oh no there was I know (laughs) my god the aging process has begun Um, (laughs) yeah you're right I didn't give consent I never really thought about that it's a similar thing I haven't had a child yet but I've Mm -hmm. had many friends that have gone through pregnancies. I think it's a similar thing as a pregnant woman. People feel like they can just touch your belly that don't mm. know you like strangers. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's a, it's a similar thing. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. I immediately feel better. Thanks. It wasn't my fault. It really, I mean, you shouldn't just get picked up. And like, I, I remember that though. I remember people wanting to show off and like being like, yeah, I pick up everyone or like whatever. So that's really interesting to me. Um, also, do you think there's, um, consistently a parallel between a student being a high achiever and also someone who parties early in life yeah that's that's a really interesting question um my high school was amazing shout out to pcvs which doesn't (laughs) exist anymore got shut down which was really sad but it was the oldest high school in canada Mm -hmm. at one time um really interesting my year at high school was pretty amazing when we graduated almost all of us were on the honor roll there were so many people when they were calling people up at the graduation ceremony on the honor roll we didn't actually fit Mm. on the stage oh wow some people had to stand in front of the stage and um I think that's pretty rare I don't think that's the normal so there was something definitely going on in my year shout out Mm. class of 2000 PCVS um (laughs) but uh yeah, we all partied hard and we're also overachievers. But I think what's interesting about that is did we take that into our adult life? So I think obviously drinking that much is not healthy as you, as you go in. It's not healthy ever. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you go into your adult life, do you have a glass of wine as a is it as a stress relief? Is it more than a glass of wine where, where it meets that unhealthy um, level or were we learning stress relief skills? Mm. I mean, it wasn't just about the drinking. Lots of people didn't drink or didn't drink it much. It was right. about being together, dancing together, partying mm-hmm. together, having fun together. Were we learning how to be I don't like using the word successful, but, but how to, how to be productive, I guess, because everybody's version of what successful is, is different. And I think Mm -hmm. we need to really be careful about using that word because there's societal expectations of what success is. And it might not work for you as a person, but you kind of buy into that and then become unhappy. But we were also like generally a happy group and we really loved each other in many ways. So Mm. I don't know how to answer your question, but I mean, I've never thought about that either. So that's good feedback. So thanks for that. Like what skills yeah. were we learning? What skills would we be learning in terms of stress relief and in terms of being in community together? Um, yeah. cause I do think my high school experience was, was pretty unique and special. And I think anybody that's gone to PCBS would probably say the same. It was a pretty unique and special high school. It was kind of like Hogwarts. Like we had houses, it was a public school. It wasn't a private school. It was, you know, 
almost everybody in my grade was friends with each other. It was, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just really interesting experience. So yeah, that's awesome. It's just, I, it too. I just yeah. remember like also like the student trustee stuff. Like I was prime minister of the student parliament, like all that kind of stuff all really resonated. I did a lot of that kind of stuff too, but I also started drinking at a really young age uh, and lived in a different small town and we didn't necessarily have house parties. We had Bush parties um, all the time. And uh, you know, it's looking back, like I can't believe how young I was and like, getting drunk in the middle of the forest uh, and like anything but we thought we were so old right we thought we were yeah. so mature oh, but I think totally I think that's part of the teenage experience too like mm-hmm. I think I think that's part of growing up and pushing the boundaries and learning and learning autonomy and learning those things about yourself yeah but we yeah. kind of forget I think that- it's changing a bit as like newer generations come through but there's different there's always going to be different problems for different uh generations so uh, thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, it's funny that it's, you know, it seems like a small little thing, but it's on your face. So it's something yeah. you see like more than once a day uh, if you have a mirror. Uh, and now that we're living in this like Zoom call normalcy, I guess, like you also look at yourself uh, yeah. constantly in a way that you didn't have to when you had an office. <laughs> Yeah. So now I've now reframed it. You, you just helped so much shadow. Thank you. Like reframed it. So this, this scar is about, you know, me. Yeah. The lesson is learning, learning how to, how to like stand up for myself. Cause I didn't give consent. So that, that's cool. And the lesson is also, we go, th- we go through these things, we survive and we thrive. Right. But, and, and you probably never even noticed the scar. No, because yeah. I draw over it, but I'll, 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 uh, after the, after we record, I'll, I'll zoom my face up to the, to the camera and you can see it. Sounds great. <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Thank you for your feedback. I really appreciate it. Great. I'm glad. Are you ready to share your story for today? Yes, I am. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay. I have an experience I need to let go of to move forward. I regret using a charcoal face mask about four years ago. The charcoal itself helped my skin. It was a bonding moment with me and my husband. We both did the mask. But at the same time, when I took off the charcoal face mask, I lost part of my eyebrow, the front part. The part that was always part of my really great facial expressions. And also, it didn't hurt as much as all the other times I had had them waxed or threaded or tweezed them myself. Uh, And I thought, okay, well, that's going to grow back anytime now. It still hasn't. It's four years later. I have had haircuts that cover it up. I have had (laughs) serums applied. Uh, But there's this one little patch on my eyebrow that I... It's not even a patch. It's like the opposite of a patch. It's like a bald spot on my eyebrow. Um, And it's not growing in. And also (sighs) the consequences I'm missing out on from this apparently tiny little eyebrow mishap is like not just missing out on the fact that thick eyebrows are super trendy right now. um, But I'm just missing out in general of like, 
I'm now hesitant to try new beauty things, whether it's like a new mask or like to go somewhere professionally. Cause now I'm like, well, I, 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 I like what I have. I don't want to risk anything more dangerous. Um, but you know, at the time I didn't know that the charcoal face mask would remove a part of my eyebrow permanently. Uh, shout out to that charcoal face mask company. You should be selling yourself as like a permanent wax solution. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's okay. Uh, that is who I was then. And I mean, I've grown, like I, I care about it a lot less, um, as time has gone on, or at least I appear to care about it less because I can't make the furrowed brow that I would like to, but at the same time, I'm now relieved because I'm capable of drawing my eyebrows on and I feel worthy of any touch-ups I choose. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad I was muted when you're telling that story. Do you want some feedback or do you just want to be heard? It's funny. I usually would say, let's do some feedback, but I feel like we're doing that every time. Um, but you know, throw it on, throw it All on. Right. There feedback. will be Why times. Not? There will be times. Yeah. I'm sure I want to be heard. Uh, just short feedback. I love that you said that you don't want to do anything else new, like, even though that's part of your regret, <laughs> but the reason is because you'd like what you have. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Which is awesome. Like, it's awesome to hear you say that. So maybe just focus on that part. Like I like mm -hmm. what I have. But I have a curious question. Was it like a charcoal sheet mask or was it like a no, it was mask like this that was thick like gunk? Thick. I should have like known <laughs> that it wasn't like an actual good product. Oh my gosh. I am. Um, we're like eyebrow sisters now because I'm missing mm -hmm. like half my eyebrow too on the one side. Yeah, but mine's in the front. I feel like yeah. you're lucky to have it at the end because like yeah, drawing in end. a little bit of the end is okay. But because mine's in the front of the brow, like see how like the... I, people can't see if they're watching us, but I'm showing her in my video. This eyebrow is my good one. And then this one doesn't have that same like nice little arch. It's like, yeah, but drawing it in is like cool now. Yeah, yeah. but also then like, cool. I don't want, what if like you draw it on and then you're sweating <laughs> and then it comes off. True, true. You know? I, I do draw my on, mine on every, almost every day as well. It's so interesting too. Like I- and I wear glasses most of the time too. So like, I find it's like, it really washes me out without it. And then I feel guilty, I guess, because I'm buying into like beauty standards or whatever. Oh yeah. Then we get into like the shame or the guilt cycle. Yeah. That's, I think that'll be a whole other episode. Yeah. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> but the one thing I just want to say about that is yeah. um, you have to find the line for yourself between what is self-care and, and, and what is, um, beauty expectations mm, mm -hmm. and everybody's is different, totally. right. And we shouldn't judge, um, what it is, as long as you're confident that it's self-care for you, mm, right. Like mm -hmm. I love a good face mask, right. But I do the sheet ones. I like the sheet ones that come out whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 I've yeah, done but, a few of those since. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll put a cork in that because I'm sure we'll do a whole episode on like self-care versus beauty expectations. Mm -hmm. But um, thank you for sharing because I'm sure many of our listeners out there have had a mishap with the beauty product. And I want to <laughs> say, if you have, we'll start a thread on our Instagram and our Facebook page. So um, I would love to hear listeners out there um, what your mishaps 
and your regrets have been with beauty products, because I think That'd we be can great. have some, some fun with that. And we could also mm-hmm. learn from that. So I think we should do that. I, uh, I really appreciate that. You talked about it being a thin line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mine is a thin line too. Um, uh, so we're dorks, uh, here on the let's relieve regret podcast. Uh, but part of being dorks is that we're totally obsessed with learning and what something I've learned from Victoria is that our breath work is really important so I'm gonna give it over to her to end our episode today all right everybody if you want to join us in the three breaths of letting go please do come to the edge of your chair put your feet on the ground if you can do safely (laughs) and I just want you to acknowledge that the earth is underneath you supporting you feel your feet on the ground. Gravity supports you. It's always there for you. Gravity always has your back. And we're going to take three breaths together on the first breath. I want you to say to yourself, I release pressure and expectations. (sighs) On the second breath, I want you to say to yourself, I relieve my regrets. My past does not define me. And on this last breath, say to yourself, I am excited to move forward. Thank you for such a fun conversation today, Shadow, and for, for, for hearing and listening to me. And we can always have some fun when we're talking about relieving our regrets because if we don't have some fun, we won't show up for ourselves. Right. So thank you for a fun and enjoyable discussion today. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. And I also, sometimes the little regrets, we don't realize how much they're holding us back. Um, and they also like by addressing little regrets, it's easier to address the bigger ones. So that's right. That's what our journey and this experiment of relieving regret is all about. Thank you everyone for listening. And we will catch up with you next time on Let's Relieve Regret. I'm Victoria saying bye. Bye, Victoria. I'm Shadow. (laughs) Bye, everybody. This episode of Let's Relieve Regret was produced by Shadow Ball and Victoria Muir-Bercia. Editing by me, Victoria Muir-Bercia. We are an independent podcast supported by you, our listeners. If you think this podcast sends a valuable message, you had an aha moment, or learned something new about yourself, help us realize our goal of reaching as many listeners as possible. We encourage you to take action and support us right now by choosing one of the following options. You can easily support us by following us on Instagram at relieve.regret. Tell two friends. Leave a five-star review on whatever app you're listening to us on. Leave a tip at coffee.com slash let's relieve regret podcast. That's K-O hyphen F-I dot com slash let's relieve regret podcast. Join our conversations in the Facebook group, Let's Relieve Regret Podcast. Find all this information, all the links, and more in the podcast notes. Okay, bye. Bye.